Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Friday, the 2nd of February, 19, uh, 2019. Oh my goodness, 2024. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz. And uh, we are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. Uh, Monday, Johnny Enlow will be on with us. Uh, I think we missed him last Monday. So we, uh, we're having our Johnny Enlow withdrawals right now, but we'll be back on Monday and uh, bring us up to date on many things. All right, uh, with that in mind, that we're going to go ahead and run the well spot, uh, a, new, a new well spot. So here we go with that. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. And because of you, we're already now in either 12 or 13 countries, uh, uh, mostly African countries, and then... Uh, Nepal as well, where we've built, had, uh, dug some wells. And when I say we dug some wells, we, I mean we paid for it, you paid for it, and then a local contractor got it done for us. So when I say we dug, we didn't go dig it. We paid to have it dug. Just that, someone wanted me to clarify that recently. So, all right, I think that's it. Time to bring in Yvonne Atia. So here's Yvonne. There she is. How are you doing, Yvonne? Good to see you. Thank you, Steve. Always an honor. Welcome. Good to see you. Always an honor. How's your weather in Florida today? Oh, it's good. Now it's it's getting warmer. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, it's warmer. So you were cold? And how cold was your cold? <laughs> Just tell us. Go ahead, be honest. We were at, four, we were at 14 degrees. What were you at? Seventy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I knew you. I wanted you to say that because we're laughing because you you're from Australia and before that Egypt and it's hot those places a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you tell she, Yvonne will text me sometimes. It's so cold. We went on a walk and we were so cold. It was seventy degrees, Steve. <laughs> Crazy. When you moved to Florida, right? Hey, uh, we're going to show uh, the people, we're going to talk to people about Egypt. Now, you are, were born in Egypt, raised initially in Egypt. You're, you've got a strong testimony. So you're Egyptian as, as well as Mina. But now, years and years later, you've started, a, you, you started as part of Celebrate Freedom Ministries, you started giving to Egypt. Yes. And we're going to partner with you now. In fact, we've already sent our first check so that because you speak the language so you can get talk to people. I think you have a video you're going to show, too. So uh, yeah. tell us what you're going to do here. Sure. Well, 
so Steve, I just want our view. I want to really say that this is a lot of healing for me personally, yeah. because I was born in Egypt and I did share my testimony a couple of times, but it was at, at the age of about seven when I watched um, radical Muslims kill my uncle in front of my own eyes because he had a cross on his arm and, and that was it. So, and in actual fact, he wasn't the only one that died. It, it made headline news. It was all the men, mainly a lot of the men in the village, they were all ordered to die because there was, you know, a fight over a mosque. So that horrible night, my father escaped. My grandfather, who was a pastor, escaped. And we ended up leaving Egypt and migrating to Australia. But I was, I was so full of, I'm not going to say, it was close to hatred and yeah. I remember, I'm just being honest, this is before God healed my heart. And that's yeah. why when I share the clip, it's just going to make a lot more sense to, to tell people that this is healing. This is just not because I would never have partnered with Egypt. Egypt would have been that one place when I got on the plane to Australia. I remember looking at Egypt thinking, I'm never going to be back here again. And I was very, very hurt. And it was through a lot of healing after my Holy Spirit baptism. And I remember um, even Randy Clark and others came and prophesied, pulled me out of the crowd, Steve, out of so many people. And they said, God's going to use you and you and your husband and Ishmael will come back home. And Whoa. I'm what? Like you always talk about Isaac, right? The son of the promise. But Abraham did have another son and he did walk away from, you know, the Lord. So it was that mandate. And I said to the Lord, you're going to have to do a lot of healing for me to be able to, to minister to those people. And so later on, God opened up a door on TV and we were ministering, me and Mina, for seven years to the Muslims. And we were talking about the healing power of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it through the show, Steve, the thousands got healed, but I began to fall in love with, with them. And I understood this, that I don't love Islam. Islam is demonic, and I say yeah. that right. I love the people because they are victims of this religion. So we've been praying, me and Mina, and saying, Lord, send us to Egypt. And Steve, that was huge. I would have gone to anywhere. I remember years I would have said to Mina, let's go to any place and minister. Yeah. Egypt just I don't want to step in Egypt I don't know Steve I used to have seizures and maybe no oh my really as a child after the beheading and after everything I saw I used to have seizures and I was healed God healed me from that and so you can understand as a child seeing bloodshed like this it really I really needed the Lord to heal me so we went to Egypt last October, and I was so full of joy. I would hug Muslims. I would hold them. I would. There was just something so different, and they really loved us. And so the Lord pointed out this ministry in Upper Egypt, and we felt that we should be partnering with them simply because of their reach and their credibility. They've been running for over 30 years. And this is what they do. And we're going to show the video. But what the, one of the things they do is that they support widows. And when I say widows, I want to say Christian widows because widows in Egypt are not like here. They are young girls uneducated and when the husband passes away what radical muslims would do will come to the girls and and they'll say this to them we're going to give you an apartment we're going to give you we're going to pay for all of your expenses we're going to cover your children's expenses but there's one condition 
and you know what the condition is, right? You need to convert to Islam. So they will grab them, take them to a mosque. They'll do this to Christian widows. Yes. So when we went there, one of, one of the things that this ministry does is that we support widows. And we met with so many widows with young children. And one of the things it does is it pays for living expenses and also pays for um, tuition fees. And it pays for their medical bills. But then they even have an outreach to Muslims. And that's why I fell in love with it. Because then we can reach the Muslims too. Wow. So video we're about to see now, Steve, was this. Around Christmas, they dressed up in Santa and they went to the hospital. And most of the people you will see, they are fully radical Muslims. Like they and you'll see them. They had the full black burqas on. The team walked in. They prayed for them. They gave them gift in the name of Jesus. And not one single person rejected prayer. Not one. Like I say this and, and I have shivers all over me. Whoa. Because I was just like, Lord, you healed my heart. You answered our prayer. And here I am in, in living in the U.S. but partnering with these people. So I was celebrating last week and I wanted you to celebrate with me. So I sent you the video. I said, hey, Steve, look, look at what the Lord's doing. And Steve, you have such a kind heart and, you know, you're a visionary. Like, you, you, you know where the kingdom is and you go for yeah. it. And Thank I remember you. immediately you just said to me, Yvonne, we're partnering with you guys to try and reach. And Steve, they have thousands of families. In actual fact, they were saying every family requires about 500 dollars to try and cover all their expenses so they have so the need is huge so i want to say publicly thank you for your kind heart for your generosity and let's show the video of what the lord's doing amazing now i asked you uh, when we were talking about this i said this woman is dressed up like a Santa. She even does the beard. Some part of it really looks cute and doing that. And I said, these are Muslims. They were not somehow put off by the Santa suit. That they, they probably don't celebrate Christmas, right? No, Steve, they don't celebrate Christmas, but not one person rejected prayer or was offended. They received our gifts. They let us, they let wow. the pray for them and you can see that these are not even you know there's some muslims just wear the headscarf but they don't necessarily cover yeah. so what you see right now is these are the radicals that go ahead and they cover you only get to see their eyes but even the radical muslims they felt the love of the lord they received the gift and they led the team pray for their children and even for them so they sent us that video saying this is just so amazing how the Lord, Steve, there's an anointing. I feel it's not just coming into a hospital giving gifts. I feel that God has just even anointed them, opened up the heart of many of those Muslims. So I was just like, isn't that so amazing that we can do that, impact them with the love of Jesus. And these people are in need, Steve. They are in need. Uh, so, Yvonne, um, on, I wanted to ask you on the gifts. How many gifts did you all give away at the at the hospital? What the message that came to us was over six hundred gifts. And I want to tell you guys that something too that this um, the money goes so much 
further over there. You take American dollars and put it over there and you guys were able to do that or the people there on the ground were able to give 600 gifts and it was a, it was a I can't remember the exact figure but it was much smaller than you would think it would take to give 600 gifts and everyone you did almost everyone you gave a gift to let let them pray yes steve they them. all yeah they all received prayer and they were all overtaken it was all it was almost like who are you guys and they were like oh we're the good samaritan ministry and oh they received that they received prayer and they were um in actual fact they called us and uh, they spoke to mina and they said it was so there was so much joy in the hospital it was it almost like changed the atmosphere of the hospital because My they goodness. were like this is, you know, the love of Jesus. And I don't have the video to show today, but even yeah. before that, Steve, last month, we did an event for all the children of the widows. And it's huge numbers. Like they put out a tent. They invited all the children. And guess what? They fed them because there isn't much food at home. So they were able to feed them. Wow. They got a lunchbox every single day. And these are people, Steve, that we saw. Because when we went back in um, October, we wanted to make sure that this was a genuine thing. So we stayed yeah them for three days and it was it was challenging i'm not going to lie because it was like you're talking about village village like even at night time i was holding mina's hand thinking are we are we okay because we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay but we ministered to them we did a healing service for all the cancer patients and all the patients with dialysis they all got a lunchbox and they all got a gift, a financial gift from the ministry. So God is just being, God connected our hearts. And I knew that this is where God wanted us to be. So we keep on celebrating because we're partnering with them monthly and they keep on sending us, oh, this is what we've been able to do. This is who we've been able to help. And then when I shared with you those photos in the hospital, you were like, Yvonne, you know, we want to get on board as well. We want to, you know, do this together as well. So, Steve, thank you. Thank you. Well, and, uh, you know, we started with a couple a couple thousand dollars because you told me how far it went. And as the time goes on, I have no doubt in my mind that we will increase that amount. We're just yeah. starting with a few thousand dollars to see how it goes and see, because if you can support a whole family for right. $500 in a month. Is that what you said? Yes. That means paying everything. Steve, I mean paying tuition fees, rent, food, money, medical bills, everything. And they do have so many families, but it's like really $500 here in the inflation hardly yeah. goes anywhere. You know, like it's, it's almost like paying for two dinners and some gas, for example, it will reach that. Over there, you can support, you can do so much. So I was like, Lord, you know what? Let's open this up. Let's get people to help. And it's a way of evangelism. You know, yeah. I remember when you were sharing the spot, one of my favorite spots in the wells is this. There was this pastor. I'll never forget this. And he said this. He said, every financial gift is, is great. 
but water is life. And that's why right. me. Water is life. And even that clip we saw today, and the little girl had the dirty water, and she almost, and I was like, don't drink it. I mean, <laughs> you know, so we're giving them life. We're giving them Jesus because the idea behind all this, like dressing as Santa, going to hospitals, giving them gifts, is not just to do that, but it's to eventually invite them to spiritual days. They have spiritual yeah. days. They have days of retreat. And that's how these people can come and be a part of the community of Jesus. It's by him showing love, acts of love. I was actually looking up, I think it's in James. I've got it here right before me. James 127. Pure and pure and genuine religion in the sight of God and the Father means caring for orphans and widows. And we so see that. So when I mean, James is really clear, one I think it's King James words is slightly different, but he says pure religion, uh, undefiled, is visiting the orphans and, or, and and taking care of the widows. That is on God's on God's calendar. That's not the right word. And on God's priority, it is way at the top. Orphans and widows, and yeah. that's what we're doing here: widows and orphans and. Uh, it will it will increase. I can promise you that. I just don't know how. We have to see how they handle yes. this because I know you're increasing, we're increasing. And then when you find out uh, if they can handle more, we'll increase more. You'll be letting us know. Yes. And I have no doubt that God will bring the money uh, because our, our givers are very generous. They see the wells. They hear about the traffic children that we're helping. 2,000 traffic children got got rescued under Andrea's ministry because our viewers paid for it to be so we didn't even know we were doing, we knew we were supporting them, but I didn't know it was going to get 2000 children rescued. So you can tell. So now we're in all that was in, um, where is that Andrean? Uh, she's in the room. Uh, what, what city is that? Oh, Sierra Leone. I could, yeah, Sierra Leone wow. uh, is the country. So we're in Uganda. We're in twelve of these. We're in Egypt, and um, it's just amazing what we're what we're helping. God just keeps providing the funds, and we're be, being very responsible for how those funds are wow. carefully. Because I could, we could take a whole bunch of money and just go, but we want to make sure they can handle it. That it's not too much for them. They may say, oh. We, we appreciate the money, but we don't have enough staff that we could do it. But, you know, hopefully they could they they could hire more staff if, yeah. if it gets to, to be that way. And on the widow thing, so the, the the foundational thing with this is Christian widows. Is that right that we're helping? Yeah. yeah. And I tell you something, Steve, something happened to me in my heart spiritually because last time me and Mina went, I said to them, we want to meet with the young widows. When I mean young widows, because they have all the widows, but okay. the young widows were those people, girls, who lost their husbands within the last 12 months. And you know what, Steve? My heart broke, and I, I, I want to try and say that without weeping, because what actually happened was that the hall was full. And they were, I'm talking young girls, I'm talking about 18, 19, and this is what they were all wearing. They were wearing black because that's how they mourn in those countries. And most of them were wearing like a necklace. And on the necklace, they had the picture of their husband who died. Okay. 
like printed and as I was praying for them they would come and show me like this is him and they have two three children and as I'm ministering I'm driving and I said Lord what do you want me to tell those girls they're broken and the Lord said this to me he said Yvonne I want you to pray and speak out of Psalm 23 and I said Lord what do you want me to tell them I want you to tell them that the Lord is my shepherd and they shall not want because I am their shepherd. At the end, Steve, I said this to them. I want to give every single one of you a hug. And so we're coming and I was hugging them, Steve. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Yvonne, I'm going to call you a mother to every single one of those widows. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. You're not just going to be able to financially support them, but as you embrace them and hug them, they are going to feel that I myself did this. And there's going to be something in your spirit feeling I'm responsible for all of their needs. And I looked around the hall and I said, Lord, there's many of them. Like, how are you even going to do that? He said, don't worry. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless those who partner with you. And you will see how we're going to take this over. And Steve, it was so beautiful just standing at the door giving them their lunch giving them an offering in a in a in an envelope but not just that in my heart I didn't feel that this was just you know a place that I was giving to I didn't feel that no I felt that every single girl was my wow. child oh, she was my daughter you know it was is, like is that can, can you tell me about the um the widows you're in one little area, I'm guessing, you know, what did, were they coming from miles and miles away or were these all localized and, and uh, do, do, are they widows uh, in the sense of all wearing black for just a year or do they always keep wearing black? What, how does that go? Okay. So Middle Eastern Steve, unfortunately, mourning is hard. So yeah. they continue to wear black until later on they either get remarried and they gradually get out of the, the black. But the ministry is so um, established because they've been ri- running for a very long time. They have their own building and they, this is what you're really going to like. They have hundreds of widows serving the younger widows. So really? the, for the servers or those who cover all upper Egypt, so it's not local, it's actually national. But okay. guess what? The, the servants who go and serve the other widows and minister to them, visit them, look out for their needs, they themselves used to be widows. And that ministry picked them up when no one stood by them. So they were telling me, Yvonne, we are a product of what this ministry did wow. 30 years ago. And now the older widows, some of them never wanted to get remarried. Some of them were married, but they now serve to cover and help all the new ones that are coming in. But they are not local. They cover all of Upper Egypt and they have their they said this to me, next time you come, are you going to be brave enough to go into the village? Like, what do you mean, whoop, whoop, village? You know, like, and I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be scared to go into this, like, really, you know, rural areas. This is something I would love to do, just to go in, you know, sit on the floor next to them, give them a really? meal, a hug. Oh, Steve, I would, if I talk more about this, I'm going to weep because I just, <laughs> this is what Jesus would do. This is where that Jesus is. was, you know, that it is. wasn't 
on the pulpit. Real ministry is not just the glory, you know, behind the pulpit. It's not that. What the Lord looks for is those ministers that are behind the cameras are willing. Steve, I'm going to tell you this. There was this once, one time back in Australia. It was about eight years ago. I was going somewhere. I parked my car and there was a homeless woman on the ground. So I sat next to the homeless woman and I said to her, can I give you a hug? She said, Yes, and then she told me her story. And so I wept with her, and then I led her to Jesus. But I was giving her my back. Now, guess what? This is how faithful the Lord is. Esther, my daughter, was catching the bus, and she sees me, but she didn't know it was me because I was giving my back to the street. So she's telling her friend, look at how kind this lady is. I saw Oh, really? She didn't know it's her own mom doing it. So she takes a video, Steve, because she goes to her friend. I want to show mom because mom's going to love this. So <laughs> and then I turn around and Esther's like, oh, my goodness, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> what a living example, Yvonne. My goodness, what a living example. Well, she'll never forget that. It's funny, but it's also meaningful because the very woman she's bragging about is her own mom. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, I guess we better move on because we got quite a bit of notes here. So, so thank you so much. And for those of you, uh, if you if you send money in and you really want to make sure we we dedicate it towards this kind of giving, let it, let us know um, that you want this to be, if possible, sent to the and we'll add them up and make sure that amount of money goes to this to this ministry. We send it to you, you send it to them. That way, you know the language and you can keep them accountable and all that. So great. We'll get more videos eventually. So, well, Yvonne, jump in wherever you want on this now. Amen. Okay. So Steve, um, on January 23rd, I was, I was in prayer. And as I began to pray something, some, the Lord began to really remind me again. And this is not the first time he's done that since the start of this year, he's been reminding me of Matthew 24. And it's interesting because we are in the year 24 and it says this, that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And so, and he said, do not be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but it's not the end yet. He began to speak to me about nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and then famines and pestilence. And it sounds negative. And I'm not a, a dooms and glooms person at all. Yeah. But I was pausing and I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And Steve, two things happened. Number one, the Lord said something really um, interesting. He said to me, I want you to pay attention, very close attention, because there's going to be intense persecution even towards the end of October this year. And I was oh. like, right, why, Lord? And he said to me, whenever it is around the Feast of Tabernacles, there's always going, and, and isn't that crazy? Because it's going to be even closer to the election. So there's a lot yeah. going to be happening. And wow. so when God's people, and I'm going to share what I saw, but when God's people are aware, Steve, then we are not taken by surprise. When 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 jo um, when Noah was building the ark, many mocked him because me yeah. they never saw a flood before. So when he said to them, God's going to do this, they mocked him for so long until the day came and it took them by surprise. As God's people, we do not want to be taken by surprise. There will be... 
persecution. There will be an attack coming on, on the U.S. and even on, on Israel. But we need to be aware of what God's doing. So at the beginning, I, go, I get my journal out and I'm writing down. And this is what I heard the Lord say. Critical times. Watch out for severe persecutions. He said, pray for the Christians around the world because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very, very tough. Pay attention and speak protection over the month of October. And that okay. over the, en- uh, the enemy, every plan and attack of the enemy will be exposed because there's going to be intense, intense persecution. And then he says, but I do not fear, but do not fear. And then, Steve, I'm looking to the Lord in the spirit and I'm thinking you've just said to me all these like horrible things and now you're telling me not to fear like what do you think I am I'm at the end of the day we do fear right would you think God what's gonna happen and Steve I go into a trance and out of nowhere out of nowhere I get to see this beautiful white horse and this happened on uh, in January 23rd And when I talk about a white horse, I'm talking about this horse that's full of power. You know, when you look at a horse that's full Mm -hmm. of strength and beautiful. And this horse was circling a country. It was just Mm. going circle and circle. And I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. At the beginning, I'm not good at geography, okay? So if you tell me which country is new, Mina would laugh at this because Mina would tell me, you are hopeless at geography. So I was like trying to map what I see in the spirit. But then later on, realizing that what I saw was a white horse circling Israel. And it's amazing that many people are sending me beautiful images of two flags and the two flags are standing together, one of Israel and one of the U.S. And I love those flags. Then there was someone else sent me a flag. It was about a lion, the lion of Judah, and the lion was holding two flags. It was the flag of Israel and the flag of the U.S. So what I see for the U.S., I'm also meaning to refer it to here as well. So I was like, okay, Lord, I see this beautiful horse. And as I look closer to the horse, Steve, this was what really made me become more interested. The horse, someone was riding the horse, but the person riding the horse was wearing a rope. A rope? A rope, just a, a long garment yeah. yeah, that it was dipped in blood. Okay. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So this is a horse that's coming out for war. And the one sitting in the on the horse is God himself coming out. And the Lord said to me, Steve, Yvonne, my people will need to remember that I'm not just going to be portrayed in this coming times that we're in. I'm not just going to be portrayed as their father. I'm not just going to be portrayed as their brother. I am going to be portrayed as God, the warrior, the one who is going out to battle on behalf of the people. And so, Steve, I come back out of this trance and and I'm still seeing the horse in my spirit. And I was like, Lord, where is it? I know in scripture, I know there's a passage on the the white horse. So I'm, I'm searching and it is um, Revelation 19, and I'm going to read it. It says this, now I saw heaven open. This is Revelation 19 um, and then verses 11. 
and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war so there's a time that the lord brings peace but when evil tries to take over and bends the truth then god is the one who's going to be going out to make that war his eyes were like flame of fire and his head on his head there were many crowns he had a name um, that no one knew except himself he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he will strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron he himself treads the wine press and steve as i read that the lord takes me to another passage this is a warrior it's almost like it was layers of layers of revelation so Ooh. the white horse someone on the white horse wearing that robe that had blood and then i remembered something steve there was a time this is a graphic picture of the lord fighting for his people and so it was such a beautiful picture but then i remember the holy spirit reminds me of a time where i was studying my masters of theology and i did a whole subject on the book of isaiah and i was like i saw so remember there's a passage in isaiah that talks about the exact same thing i need to search for this passage so here i am in the morning just flipping the pages where is it in isaiah and it is isaiah 63 and it says this steve i think it's from verses 1 to 6 it says it is i the lord announcing your salvation it is i the lord who has the power to save Uh, why are you closed so red um as if you've been treading out grapes i have been treading the wine press alone no one was there to help me in my anger i trampled my enemies as if they were grapes wow. and reason to say this steve for the time has come for me to avenge my people to ransom them from their oppressors I was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed so I myself stepped in to help them with my strong arm I crushed the nations in my anger and so as I read this chief I was so overtaken by joy because I just felt that yes it's going to get darker we know that but the glory of the lord will be revealed to his people through god the warrior we're going to see that we're going to see god coming out to fight for his people and the lord said ivon why are you why are you so surprised didn't i do that all through scripture when enemies yeah. held hands united against my people what did i do they woke up in the morning and the enemies were dead and so we're going to i feel that so much um to me steve that we're coming into a time of intense persecution but intense glory we're going to it's even as elections comes close it's going to be close but god is going to show up and show off
And, it, and everyone will know, Steve. They will know that this is God. They will know that it was God, the, the warrior, on the white horse. And this is what I, the Lord said this to me. He said, I am not the one that will be crushed. I am the one who crushes. And That's so good. That see, we always portray God as the compassionate father, absolutely, mm -hmm. but that's for his children. Yeah. But when it comes to the enemy, when it comes for those that are trying to bring destruction, when it comes for those who are so full of corruption, so full of lies, outright evil, then when mm -hmm. you see a different image of God, and it's an image that not many of us speak about. Because we're always looking at God the Father, God the loving one, absolutely. But well, when you know, and I'll be honest with you, when I grew up, the tradition I grew up under, I would hear scriptures like that about treading the wine press of his anger, and he was going and and it was often representative on as he's gonna come after and destroy those Christians who aren't who aren't being blah blah blah. And I thought he was coming after us. Because he wanted holiness. So he, and that's not what that context is. I mean, he wants holiness. But he's going after the enemies of God, the wicked people. He's not going. I don't think that is the people that says, well, I just don't want to receive Christ yet. I believe he's good. But I just don't. He, that's not the wicked that say that. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous. The wicked try to kill, destroy. You know, they, they ally themselves with Satan against God's people. Um, so anyway, that's a different picture than just people that haven't yet received Christ, you know, Absolutely. Like by the side of the road, for instance, she wasn't wicked because she hadn't received Christ. She just was unsaved. So yes, yeah. yes, yeah. exactly. And, and, you know, Steve, in, in those passages, God always referred to the nations, those who are intentionally coming. And because this was something to do with Israel and there's a, yeah. a word God gave me for Israel, this is what we've been seeing now. In October 7th, we start with, you know, an attack on Israel. But yeah. then as time goes by, you now get to see others that are holding hands against Israel. There, you know, those countries, Steve, whether it's Iran or the Houthis or, you know, um, Hamas, these people never unite over anything, but they will unite to try and destroy Israel. And we need to be aware of that. We need to understand that. We need to pray for that. So not pray against that. Yeah, and so yeah. in this passage, what the Lord is saying is that they're holding hands. They are sitting and coming out with their plans. And I mean, Steve, it's not just for Israel. Look at even what's happening here. I was only yeah. hearing that last night that because the borders are open, so many illegal immigrants are coming in. But guess what? Three, over 300 people entered the U.S., and guess what? They are on the watch list of the terrorists. Yeah, I've heard that, that they're, they keep, yeah, they keep they arresting keep, ones that are on the, on the watch list. They're getting in, so. They're getting in. They're not getting in to make peace, just in case. No, just in case. All. They're coming uh -huh. in to kill and to steal 
and to destroy. They're yeah. coming in intentionally to bring death. And so we just can't keep on playing the victim. Yes, God is a loving father. And this is going to be my next passage because I'm going to share a beautiful testimony um, of something that happened because the Lord said to me, even though I am going out against those people that are wicked, that are, you know, that are demonic, that are trying to destroy my people. But guess what, Yvonne? I said what? He said, among them, there are many that are looking for the truth. And I will begin to reveal myself to so many of them with dreams and with visions. And then, Steve, someone sends me a beautiful testimony that I'm going to share with you because the Lord said, get ready. You will see many Damascus Road experiences. Nice. And I was like, nice. wow, Lord, you, you, you know what happened on the road to Damascus. Yeah. You know, we have Saul of Tarsus who was working with the government and he had letters, legal letters to try and arrest those who belong to the way. Little did he know that he's about to join them. <laughs> little so little did he know that the persecutor would become the preacher. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. <laughs> so good. That's just so good. We don't we don't concentrate on that part of the story enough. That's good. That's really right. Good. And so I get this beautiful testimony sent to me, Steve. And this man, right? He is one of the leaders of, he's Iranian, and he is one of the leaders in Hezbollah. And they are obviously a terror group. They're terrible. But this particular person, he was, he beheaded many. He hung many. And so this was his testimony. If anyone wants to check it up, his name is Asif Javid, which is A-F-S-H-I-N and then J-A-V-I-D. Anyway, this was his testimony. He said, I was on my way to the USA to try and convert so many Christians to become Muslims. He said, I had 30, 30, 30 illegal passports to try, <laughs> to try and get me into any country I want. And so he said, as I was coming to the USA via Malaysia, I was arrested in Malaysia and I was put in jail. In my jail cell, I read the whole Quran cover to cover in 10 days. He said, I was so devout, Steve, that he read the whole Quran in 10 days. And he said, I couldn't wait to be released from prison because I wanted to go to the U.S. and convert the Christians. And then he said this, um, in jail, a man appears to me. He begins to shine like light. But the light that came out of him had identity. I knew one thing, that he was holy and that I was sinful. Hmm. Even though I fasted and I prayed and I participated in the beheading and the hanging of many people, I still knew that I was sinful and that he was holy. And I knew if there was anyone who was going out to kill me, it was going to be him. And so I didn't want to die. I ran to the corner of my cell and I started crying. And I said to him, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Immediately, he came close. He touched my shoulder. He looked me in the eye. 
he said to me, you have been forgiven. Immediately, a weight fell off my shoulder and I knew that I have been forgiven. But then I asked myself, who can forgive sin? And then I said to him, who are you? He looked at me and he said, oh, I am the way, the truth and the life. And he said to him, that's very interesting. In Islam, we always pray and say, Lord, show us the right way. So he may send you, maybe you're showing me the way. Truth is a quality, but life, how could you be life? No one can be life other than God himself. What is your name? And he said to him, I am Jesus the Christ. Yeah. Oh, man. See. He's now, Steve, a preacher. And oh, man. when I heard his testimony, he was in the land of Israel. He said, I dreamt to behead them. I, I lived to hate them. I, I hated Americans. I hate America. And then he goes, and now, and now I love them. And now I come to Israel. And now I want to go to America. I want to preach the gospel. I want to share the good news. Yeah. This is the power of the gospel, Steve. And the Lord said to me, Yvonne, I want you to get ready. Because this year you are going to hear amazing testimonies. And the God said, I'm targeting the head. I'm going after those leaders that are intentionally thinking now that they're going to get Israel back. They're going to get America back. Get ready because of what I'm going to do in their dreams and in their vision. So, Steve, we are up for mega revival. We are up because that's going to bring so much revival to the church, even yeah. here. Oh, even, man. Yeah. You know, we're going to watch them. We're going to hear them. We're going to be encouraged. We're going to, wow, Jesus is appearing to those people, and he is changing the way they think. So then I'm sitting there, Steve. I just heard him. The Lord is showing me the white horse that's just mm. going round and round and round and round. And I begin to hear the Lord speak to me. So I grab my pen and I begin to write. And I'm going to read to you yeah. one word. Yeah. I heard the Lord say this, Steve. My enemies will be flung into the, uh, into the press as ripe grapes. Get ready to see tremendous judgment coming over those who oppress my people. I am the one who crushes, not the one who will be crushed. The time has come to avenge my people. I am not only announcing judgment. That's finished. I'm executing it. Many nations are folding their arms and watching Israel. Many refuse to intervene. And those who intervene seem helpless. Therefore, the time has come for as I brought them out of Egypt, out of the Red Sea, and displayed my power, I will do it again. I'm coming with a mighty hand to ransom them from their oppressors. I will step in with a mighty arm. And many in Israel will get to know me as their Messiah. 
And then he said this to you many, many, many. I wrote it three times. For I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer, and they will look back to me. Yes, they will search for me, and I will reveal myself to them. You will even hear of many Damascus Road encounters, for the souls are coming back. It will be a time of great harvest and a time of great glory as my people Israel will see my mighty hand stretched out to help them get ready to see me encounter the most radical Muslim terrorist. I will show myself to them in dreams and in visions. Get ready to see the persecutors become the proclaimers and the murders, murderers become the preachers and stand with my people, Israel. For my manifest presence, my glory will be seen in Israel. So good. You know, it's, it's interesting to see the, the Lord in the same passage, or in this case, it's a word that you uh, transcribed, he was going to crush those, and, and judgment has come, and now it was time to execute judgment. He was going to crush him, and at the same time, in the same breath, so to speak, he's saying, I'm going to take the most wicked people among them and reveal myself to them, and you're going to see, it's like, wow, which is it? It's all at the same time, everything, all at once, all at the same time, everywhere. It's like, are you kidding um, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once, is something like that. There's a movie title, that, but it's like, which is it, mercy or wrath? And it's kind of like, right, it depends on what he knows as God, right? And That's it depends wrestling. on the people, Steve. Like, yeah. when, when you look at so mm. many radicals, radical Muslims, yeah, deep in their heart, they were trained in this way, but they are not happy, and so yeah. there are people now seeking God. There are people now, and most of them, when they come to Christ, they will say something like, I used to sit, pause by myself and think, if I am doing it wrong, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me. So so these are the people, God's going to bring that judgment on them. At the same time, there are groups that are outright evil. They're so wicked. Well, that, that story you read about the guy's testimony, those words really stuck with me. He said, and paraphrase, I don't have it exactly memorized. Even uh, he says, I, I killed and hung and beheaded many people. And, other, and he was, he's starting, he's about to tell you that he was thought it was really, really, really the right thing to do. He said, even though I hung, I beheaded and killed many people, I still knew I was unrighteous. In other words, he was trying to become more righteous by killing because that's what he'd been taught. He was literally trying to become a better person. That's what he was taught you do, you know? Absolutely, Steve, absolutely. And yeah. and you know what? You think about Saul of Tarsus. Why was he going out to kill Christians? He wasn't going out there because he was a murderer. He wasn't doing right. it because of that. Okay, Whenever you want to understand the way, the way of Saul of Tarsus, yeah. you go back to Elijah. He was following the prophets of old. What was Elijah doing? When Baal was introduced through King Ahab, what was he doing? He ended up going out and killing all the prophets of Baal. Yeah, so, 800, as I recall. He killed 800, yeah. <laughs> And 
so I think it, I'm not sure if it was eight or four fifty. Well, maybe, maybe it was four. Maybe it was four hundred. Yeah. yeah. It, was about, it wasn't the four hundreds, but this is the deal, Steve. He is copying, right? Because he is a zealous man, and this is, I think, what we miss here. I think we just be when we need to develop that, you know, feeling zealous for God, you know, and so in a good way. But what yeah. was he doing? He was copying the prophets of old. What was Jeremiah doing? He was executing judgment on the nations. Um, and so the same thing. So he was not trying to do it because he was evil. He was doing it because he wanted to stay to the one true God in yeah. Israel. That's what he wanted to do. You know, yeah. and a lot of people miss after his encounter, he's shocked. He doesn't know what happened. And people quickly read it. It says this in Galatia. So I went after my encounter to Arabia. And many people don't know why did he go to Arabia? What was he doing in Arabia? He had yeah. this experience. He was shocked. Arabia is where they say Moses, it's Mount Sinai. It's around oh, the right of Arabia. That's right. That's so right. You know what he was doing? He was going to the very same place where Moses received the, the, the law. And he was going back to say to the God of Israel, am I being untruthful by following Jesus? You know, and it was the, in that place where his faith was reconciled. And so he stayed there for three whole years. He comes back with a fresh revelation from Arabia and he begins to preach the gospel. So what I'm saying is there are different groups of people. You have people who are evil. They are evil, even here, even in every country of the world. And yeah. they are embedded in government. They're embedded in every sphere of life to go out there and bring destruction. They yeah. are children of the devil. These are where I say judgment will come over these people. But there are other groups of people and they victims, just like so many Muslims are victims of Islam. They're thinking, God, is this really you? I was looking at statistics, Steve. Three million people leave Islam every single year. They really? don't necessarily become Christians. They just oh, okay. become atheists. They just bail on everything. Because yeah. they just think, how can God expect us to go and kill? You know, it's not it's it's inhumane. How can how can God in heaven watch us behead someone and be happy about that. Like, like who would even want that? So what they do, Steve, is they step aside. These are the people that are about to have those radical encounters wow. searching now. So when I finished that word, I began to pray. And I said, Lord, increase, intensify yeah. your presence. Come to them with dreams and visions rather than attacking them, rather than telling them you're wrong. No. Why don't we pray the other way? Why don't we say release dreams, release visions, get them to see you for who you are. We are ready for victory. We are ready for revival, but the judgment will come, Steve. On the wicked, those the who wicked. are stop, tr well, trying to stop, right? God's plans. The, yeah. Those who are trying to, you know, and, and you know what I mean. Even look at what's happening with President Trump. Look at the great victory God is securing for him. And every yeah. time they try and come back and they want to try and, you know, pin him down or do something to take him out. Well, if God scheduled him for victory, what are you trying to do? That's yeah. what I mean by evil. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and and they take they take pleasure in the suffering of Christians. Most of them that are in that mode, they're not just trying to take down, uh, Trump down, but anyone else that's following him, which are mainly devoted Christians. You know, not a hundred percent, but you know a lot of that. So, yeah. yeah, that's really good. I think I was never trained going up that there was a difference between, and and I'm thinking I got this right, not a hundred percent that that what the Bible calls the wicked. The wick, he knows that the wicked time are coming. And then there's the saved, there's the righteous, and then there's whatever we could call them today, pre-Christians, soon-to-be Christians, uh, nominal people who are trying to figure it out. There's yeah. people in the middle that are neither righteous nor are they wicked. Yes. And, and no one ever told me about that group, but those are the ones, like you're saying, they're the ones ripe for the harvest. And there's Absolutely. so many of those there. It's like a number without number. There's so many of them. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Steve, I think it was John the Baptist who said to them, you brood of vipers, like, you know, and, and even said, Jesus said this, he said to some of them, he said, you know, that the enemy Satan is a liar and the father of, of all lies. He's a murderer and he's a murderer from the start. So there are people around us. And they've already they've got a covenant with the devil. They yeah. are out there trying to, and we can't just play, you know, sometimes you, there's a difference. There's a fine line between yeah. we are loving, we are kind, we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but we need to know that we are in a war. That's why yeah. Ephesians 6, the Lord was saying to me, will become so crucial to wear the full armor of God so that we could stain. Because who knows that after a battle, many don't stain. Yeah. But you know, King Saul went to battle, many went to battle, but it doesn't mean that they're standing. So this is the, the time to, and, and that's why I felt, Steve, the spirit of discernment is going to be one of those Holy Spirit spirits, you know, that we need. We yeah, need we do. We do, you know, and I know you, there are people that are seers that, that and you're kind of that as well. And you go into the trances every day almost, and you, that's a discernment. And people like me, I want I want to just operate in that where I walk in the room and I see and discern which is evil, which is good. You know that that gift of um, that's one of the gifts, the, the gift of discerning of evil. Yes, I think is the way it puts it. It's the gift of discernment of evil, where you walk in the room and you go, "What's that?" Or that's evil right there. You know, that's uh, can people, by the way, pray for that gift? Yes, well, I believe so, Steve, because. I think it's First Corinthians when it talks about the nine supernatural gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians 12. One of them is the gift of discernment and the gift of wisdom. And the two yeah. go hand in hand. Because let's say God shows you something and you discern. How are you? What are you going to do next? Yeah, I, you need wisdom, I, right? <laughs> I remember once in ministry back in Australia, we had someone operating in the gift of discernment, but she had no wisdom. Okay. So we had this man, right, come when he was married and he had three children. And he says to her, can you pray for me? So she prays for him. And then she's like, you know, you've really been, you know, cheating on your wife. And she ended up breaking that family. And oh, then pulled her aside. I said to her, if you operated in the gift of wisdom, you would have said to him, God's calling you to a higher level of holiness. He yeah. would understood exactly what you meant but you would not have destroyed his family That's so good. 
still see it's the two. Now the Holy Spirit fills the believer and through the Holy Spirit, we are able to operate in every gift. And the Bible says, if you need wisdom, I think it's in James. Ask for wisdom. So we just come to the Lord and say, Lord, we need in this time now, we need discernment. We need discernment how to pray for our country. We need yeah. discernment how to pray for Israel. We need discernment how to pray for the church because there's a lot of people that come and tell me, oh, I believe in replacement theology. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, I believe that the church now has replaced Israel and that Israel are not, no, I'm sorry that the Bible doesn't say that. They, there's a covenant be, between them and God. It is an eternal covenant. And we know that a day will come where all Israel shall be saved. And so if we want Jesus to come back, we need to pray for Israel. And we need to understand that God did not disown his people. So we need to pray and ask God, Lord, I, I need discernment. Help me to pray for my country, help me to pray for my, you know, when I pray, Steve, there's levels, there's times when pray for our family, personal family, those who I pray with for daily. And, you know, and I know that one of these people are you and Doreen, always my prayer, but then there's Israel, but then the country that I'm living in now, God placed me in the U.S. So there's a love for that country. I've got to pray. So there are levels in prayer and we need to say, give me the spirit of discernment what do we do right now, God? God, what are you doing right now? And what? how do we respond to what you are doing right now? And so it's the awakening, Steve. But the good news is we are scheduled for mega victory. Mega victory. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. That is so good. And you know, I for 25 years now at least, probably closer to 30 years now. Cause I remember when I first began to hear about what God was going to do and re- the wealth of the wicked was going to be kind of the righteous. And that was exactly 30 years ago this year. Cause I remember it was 1994. And I said, wow, God's getting ready to, t- you know, to take the money from the wicked and give it to the right. Well, I think we're finally there now, but that's 30 years. Y'all have heard me talking about what my other word that took about 37 years so, but I think we're in those time periods and I think people need to sweep your disappointment off because, you know, it's kind of like, okay, Lord, I'm shaking off the years of disappointment where you kept saying, you kept saying this is going to happen. That time is here. What's mm-hmm. here mean? Next few months, probably these yeah. things are, you know, the revival is breaking out, but more than revival, because revival means you vibe, you revive, yes. you know, but, but an awakening is like that Muslim in the prison. That's an awakening. So we need a great revival. We need a revival. So Lord, that's why, you know, Lord, we need to be revived. Then there's the awakening. We need the people in prison doing that, you know, and then destroy the wicked Lord, the truly wicked. Yes. Do you believe in people's prayers? if, If God, if you can say, ask the Lord to literally, judge the wicked destroy the wicked you know he's of course vengeance is his we don't call fire down but do you believe people can can pray lord judge harshly the wicked the actual wicked who will never turn from you i believe so steve i believe i i believe so and that's what the lord has you look at the prophets of old they all prayed this prayer yes we are under the new covenant but 
I'm talking about people who are not even, God is not even on their radar. They right. are they are living to try and bring perversion. They are living in those times. And even in that word perversion, you can see now how this is just going out of control, especially living here. It's out of control. So yeah. yes, we can, we can, but we can pray for revival too. We can yeah. So, so, it, so there's a balance. So I'm not going out there, God, kill them all. No, not at all. In actual fact, I rejoice when that's why I read that story of that yeah. God, yeah. you know. Good. So we need that, Steve. And, and I tell you something, because this is going to bring joy to a lot of people. Psalm 24. And we are in this year, 24. Okay. Open up ye ancient, the ancient gates. Oh, that's good. That's good. So that that's the good. king of glory will come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord himself in his majesty. So there's going to be a divine entrance into the lives of people. There's going to be something. And then I paused, Steve. What, I said to the Lord, what do you mean by ancient gates? The Lord reminded me of even gates in the spirit that that opened up, for example, think of Amy Simple McPherson. Think about her days. You know, I, I actually read uh, a miracle. And I say that now because I feel there's a spirit of, the Holy Spirit is speaking to our creative miracles. She was standing on the stage and out of nowhere, she said this, I feel that God wants to do creative miracles. And this lady, she was sitting in the front row and she had a baby covered in a blanket. So she took the blanket out and took the baby in anger to her on the stage because the baby was missing arms and legs. Oh, wow. And she mocked her. She said to her, how creative do you want to get? And Amy Simple McPherson said to her, I'm not the one doing the miracle. God is. So she had him on the stage and she said to the whole church, let's pray for 30 minutes. They prayed in thanks for 30 minutes. And this is the lady's testimony that I wrote. And she said, arms and legs grew out. Wow. This is type of miracles. This is an ancient gate that had opened to Amy wow. McPherson. I read this, Steve, and I wept and I said, Lord, open up ancient gates of healing that had opened up to the generals in the faith. Um, Smith Wigglesworth, he resurrected many from the dead. We know that. God used him in a mighty way. His ministry began at the age of 60. So this is what God's doing. So Psalm 24 has been my psalm this year that nice. we're scheduled for the king of honor, the king of glory to come in through everything so we're standing good. for. And it's going to it's gonna be amazing. So, so, so good. I'm going to have you pray for the people as we close. That's probably all we have time for today. But let's. But before we have you pray, Talk about, I'm just, I forget what we, we're going to share a conference or something. What do you want to share? Oh, yes. I, yeah. So yeah. Steve, I'm just going to put up the event. So yeah. we have our Entering the Heavenly Realms event on March 4th. This has been a life-changing event, Steve. I didn't share a video today, a clip today, but I've been sharing clips this is an event where we come together and people ascend and encounter the heavenly realms. Our last video I shared was a young girl seeing Jesus. She said to me, I saw him. Um, and so many, many people after the event share the testimony of the 
throne room in heaven. Um, they encountered angels. Their life has been changed. So we have this event on March 4th. We are offering this event as a free event if you register for the inner healing school, which is amazing. It's eight weeks with a mentor. Amazing. But if you don't need the school, then come to this class. It has been absolutely life-changing. And I just want to encourage people to register for this event. I can't wait until we have this event running, Steve. Last time I remember I was sharing with you, yeah. there was this lady and she, um, her mother passed away and they weren't speaking. In the heavenly realms, she saw Jesus. And he said to her, I have someone to, to show you. And she said, who God? And, and he showed her the mother. And the mother said to her, forgive me for what I've done to you. Wow. And they made up in the heavenly realms. And she said to Jesus, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel that I want to see her more than you. And Jesus said this to her, any good father would want that reconciliation to happen. I wow. am a good Father, wow. so I just want to encourage everyone to we 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 go for, it. It goes for like four hours, teaching, impartation, prayer, testimony. It's beautiful. So we've got yeah. that event. Um, and is there a limit on how many can register, and then you're kind of full? Tell me, tell what the limit is on that. Yeah. So Steve, we try and limit it now to about two hundred at the okay. at the, at the max. We're trying to do that. Last time, me and Mina were. Taking this, we started at 7 p.m. We were taking testimonies until 12 p.m. People could not get off the Zoom, Steve. Everyone was like, I need to show you what, what I saw. People were so excited. Actually, someone sent me this testimony. She said, Yvonne, I was in heavenly realms and I smelled fresh bread. And, and she's like, I there's no one cooking bread. The, in, the kitchen's empty. But that fresh bread wow. filled the room. And then she said, what's that, Lord? He said to her, did you forget who I am? I am the bread of life. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So That's we, we amazing. Are, yeah. And That's, I, sorry, Steve, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, that's just like, I was just thinking that the, the fresh bread, because that was one of the best smells as a child <laughs> I ever had was fresh bread being made. We had it all the time. Because you know, back then, I, nowadays, you probably make it if you are if you can afford the bread maker or the stuff. But back then, we made fresh bread because we were pretty poor. And you <laughs> saved money that way, actually. Because it was they always did it the hard way, too. Everything was hand done and all that. But, yes. well, listen, um, pray for the people, if you will, whatever's on your heart. Because I know yes. a lot of people are super encouraged with a whole lot of different things today. So just Amen. whatever God shows you. Amen. Amen. Let's do that. Yeah. Father, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you are doing. And thank you because there are ancient gates opening for your people. There are ancient gates and you, God, the King of glory will come in in the most amazing way this year. So, Father, I thank you because we will stand and watch the salvation of the Lord and this is what I'm feeling as I'm praying that there's many that are under attack even since the start of this year. But you will begin to see the Lord move. You will begin to stand still, take your position and see the Lord move on your behalf. So, Father, yeah. in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord, and we repent. Mm. 
And we say, come have Sorry. your way. Thank you for scheduling us for great glory, yes, for great revival. Thank you for the upcoming scheduled Damascus mm. Road experiences that we are about to hear and get so encouraged. And I sense this. I sense that there'll be many and you've been discouraged. And, th and the Lord is removing discouragement off of you. The Father, in Jesus' name right now, I bind every demonic spirit of discouragement, hopelessness. And Father, I release joy, your joy, that even as this white horse was circling the sky, that this energy, this strength would just fill their hearts right now, knowing that you are fighting our battles, that you are intervening in the most supernatural way in this time. And I hear the Lord say this, since I remembered Amy Simple McPherson, that this is going to be a show of creative miracles. So Father, in the name of Jesus, intensify those miracles. Father, yeah. those watching right now, if you are in need of a creative miracle, just say, here I am, Lord. I receive a creative yes, miracle. And I thank you, Lord, yeah. because you are going to blow my mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you're about to do. I thank you for the glory that's coming. I thank you, Lord. I just lift up your people. And I thank you that even as they're grabbing those creative miracles, you are doing something new. There's a shift. There's a shift in your spiritual life. And those that are saying, I want the spirit of discernment. I want the spirit of wisdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, Irastua Priya, fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit mm. overflow through us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit Father those you said whatever you ask in my name I will give it so even right now those that are saying fill me afresh in the Holy Spirit oh Lord I really need to operate in wisdom, I need to operate in the spirit of discernment, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank yes, you for an overflow of the spiritual gifts in the lives of the believers. And Lord, I thank you for the armies of heaven are being released right now. Thank you for you are executing judgment over our enemies. And thank you for victory that 2024, I decree and declare, shall yes. be here of great victory. And this is what I see, Steve, as I pray that November and December, there will be victory. There will be victory. There will be victory. It's going to be amazing. Mm. So Father, I thank you for the process. Thank you for the mm. journey. Thank you for being there. And we are scheduled for that victory in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. 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 All right, Yvonne, so good today. Man, that's just, just say it's so good. It's just like, there have to be better words. So glorious. It was really, really great today. Uh, a quick reminder, everybody, that Johnny Inla will be with us on Monday. So you are seeing this on Friday. We're actually recording it on Thursday. It's going to be uh, a great week next week. It's going to be very, very good. So God, again, thank you, Yvonne. God bless you. Thank you. And I guess that's it. We will see you on Monday, everybody. Thanks again. See you later. Bye-bye.
This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.